A Christian mind is not one that is trained to think only about Christian topics. It is a mind that has learned to think about everything from a Christian perspective. Christianity provides a comprehensive view of the world. Christianity is a worldview. Worldviews are the grids. They are the lenses through which we frame all of reality. This should all be running. <laughs> Fam, that was a banger. That's your Baraka song, We Can Be More, was a banger. What is this? What's how it called? How does it go? It was called We Can Be More, Lady, We Can Be More. But how did we it can be more. more. Girl, you got more. Uh, uh, so, uh, so, 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 so. You and I can become us. Is he still releasing music? No, he's on State Work Preachy Gang. I think the last oh, project cool. he did was the the art. Uh, oh. Um, oh, it wasn't as old as we think it is, guys. 2007? No. 2008? Wait, this is still the 9-11 thing? Hold on, when was it? When was it? 2010. What was it 2010? That's not that long ago. Yeah, come on. I was giving it 2004 pro. That was 10 years ago. That's fine. <laughs> I swear, you know what the thing is? I think you're lying. I feel like it was it was it was earlier than 2010. Oh, yeah, I feel no, like no, it was no. earlier than 2010. The 9/11 bar, Jesus, scrap that. Nah, I feel like it was. You know, you actually um, wait, is We Can Be More not a video? Uh, there was we a video. Can Be More. I'm telling you, it's, it's not 2010. The album Ooh, says maybe it was. The album with a lion and a king. Oh, that, that's a good album. That's the. I'll tell you, my guy was on social. Yeah, what's 2010? He was on social justice before Bear Man was on social justice. How okay. so? He was talking about like race and the church and um, kind of culture and tradition. Like he was, he was talking about all of those things from back in the day. In his and music, or yeah, just... in his music. Okay. And then people were just like, "Oh, like, why are you being so difficult and different?" And he was the first kind of artist to to not be like a Christian rapper. Okay. He wanted to just. He was a Christian that rapped about different topics and kind of was like, rapping with his worldview in mind. Did and he that's expressly what... state that? Like, don't. I think at times, yeah, he rapper. would. He was one of the kind of guys that was referencing that and then maybe two or three years later Lecrae starts saying the same thing right. um, like yeah social justice don't label me a Christian rapper blah 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 so I think yeah Show Baraka does deserve some flowers he was one of the earliest guys to talk about that pay so yeah pay our respects yeah man um, what episode is this? episode 57 are we recording? thank you for yeah, that we number. are recording we are recording yeah it um, so like obviously we've just been talking about some some Christian rap Christian hip hop um, Mary obviously you were you were DJing at the weekend. Yeah, yeah. For our SO Homecoming concert. SO Homecoming concert. How was yeah. that? That was really good, man. That was actually really good. Um, obviously, massive fan of SO. He's been on the podcast. Um, dropped an album last year, Augustine's at Legacy, and yeah, it was just kind of a homecoming event. I think he hasn't performed in the UK for four, three years, four years, three years. Where's um, he been? So he's he moved to America 2016, 2017, mm-hmm. and just been releasing music from then, basically. Um. Yeah, so he's been largely American-based. He's got a massive audience. He's signed to an American label as well, Lap Mode Recording. So, no, it was good. It was a live album recording as well. So they had a massive stage production, video crew, everything. It was it was really good. Like, they, you can tell they put, like, an intent... They made it very intentional to ensure they, they brought that big sound. Mm-hmm. Um, live band as well. Um, no, it nice. was it was good. It was Ooh. good. And he, he did, like, a mix. So he went back to... He was saying he doesn't remember five like solas. he said he doesn't oh. remember any of those lyrics. <laughs> but five solas came out two thousand and seven, eight. That's actually really part remember. of the journey, you know. I know, five I know. Solas. I feel like a couple of people Put wanted him on. to because word like SO Word is like a massive song and probably one of the first songs that got people on. But he performed mm. songs from his first album, second album, third album, 
then Augustine's legacy as well. And he was just saying that like everyone knew the words. I don't know why I would think that if you're a recording artist, you know all of your bars. Because we know all every... of your bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true, it's true, it's true. How it's can true. I know that? I'm, I'm trying, don't even know his bars. But <laughs> no, but I know it. If someone started humming, I could jump on. Is yeah. Don't even... put that to the test. <laughs> no, please. Thing is, well, I'm, I'm not even going to lie. I wouldn't know a song to be able to do that for you. We got some so. songs on the No, but and he and he he was he was intentional with a few things as well. So he'll perform a song mm. and he might like perform like the first verse and then jump to the chorus and then like bring it back again. And there were some songs where he just jumped to the straight to the chorus. We were like, well, I'll go on. But some of it is like, I just don't know the words. Were, like, you, were you doing the DJing for No, no, no. no. So okay. he, was, he was performing with a band. Okay, okay, So there okay. was, I kind of did some opening music and then- You're saying it like it's minor. Can you give us your full at and handle please? We know how to find what, you. DJ what, DJ Yeah, DJ yeah, yeah. Let's okay, go, let's yeah, go. Continue, continue. But no, it was, it was really <laughs> good. It was really good. But I think what I noticed on Saturday mm. is that the gospel music scene in the UK has really shrunk. Yeah, it's just really weird. I think as someone who was in the scene, quote unquote, came to the early events and stuff yeah. and how massive it was. And on Saturday, of course, there was it was still a large number. I'm sure there was like 400, 500 people in the room in Plumstead, which is like fighting Storm no Dennis or mm. who Storm yeah, Sierra, Kiera, whatever they pronounce her name. Um, so it was still like a massive gathering, but I was just thinking, raw like, Where's everyone? There were so many people that I thought like would be there. Okay, so I'm coming from a place of ignorance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, was it popping. really popping? It was like popping, it was popping. Back in the day. It was popping. Like That God. was the events you were at. Yeah, I remember, um, I don't remember what year it was, but I remember Faith Child, Vic Tizzle and Governor B did sold out Indigo 2, which is like 2,000 people. Mad. Yeah, and that was like maybe 10 years ago. A-star maybe sold nine out years ago. one of the OTs as well. Yeah, so like ago. not long ago. So like, yeah, they, were, they had a massive scene, like a massive scene where... They had concerts every single week, like bare young people coming. I think a few of it has, I don't know if it's our theology as well, like, because some people at that time was just only listening to gospel music now. Mm. Some people listen to gospel music and also listen to good music, um, however you want to kind of define that. Yeah, and then yeah. there's some people who used to do Christian music don't do it anymore. Some people are not Christians anymore, yeah. which is a massive kind of discussion as well. So I don't know if that's the reason, but I just noticed on Saturday that there were some people that I thought would be there that weren't there. And I was like, Oh God, where's everyone? But it was still a really, really good event and there was still bare people inside as well. So. Shout out to Esso for homecoming. No, it was good. He'll be back next year as well, he said. Okay, so, so he goes back to the US. Yeah, he's. I think he's probably he's probably back now or maybe in the, in, within this week and then he okay. might come back next year and do some more shows. I remember travelling from Manchester to London for um one Bibles in the Air escapade. Bro, what, TP? I, yeah, back in the day. What's the what is this? It was actually TP a serious Bible part of life. What is this? Oh like, we were actually days. getting I'm on, on mega, mega bus. And no, it was a, <laughs> I'm telling you, it was massive. Planning like, outfits and coming over to other cities. Even like go, Christian wow. clothing line. Two step. Like Jesus loves me, Jesus, Jesus janky. I, I've still got Jesus loves me t-shirt. Jesus is my logo. Oh, uh, like, Jesus is my logo. Um, what's other one? Badges, Jesus died for my space in heaven. Like Jesus died for my space in heaven. These are like massive clothes. Were these UK guys? Yeah, these are all UK. And like literally, they were making they were selling so many t-shirts there was events there was a christian there was a christian everything christian fashion line christian bakers jesus loves me t-shirts yeah like they got i've got a couple oh, i used them to wash that wash my hand that now <laughs> i remember i bought jesus junkie i bought jesus junkie top and jesus i was in tesco you know what you were running you just put anything on so i yeah, saw one yeah, auntie yeah. that if she sees junkie she's thinking mm. i'm a drug dealer so <laughs> so i just swerved but obviously it was just the whole I'm high on God and stuff yeah, like that yeah, um, yeah, yeah. but oh, now that was actually an era that was an era oh. that was an era I wish T was here because T can T she can was, definitely shame she was in stories. the era fam Tom shame was from actually the era. in it <laughs> <laughs> one of them four founders <laughs> I hear that wait I, let's quick one who's in the room uh, Gabs is here Mary is here welcome all um, Dami's here Dano Gabs has been a while you know it has like, been, been a minute how you been how you been I'm good man chilling what was the last episode you was on I don't know Blues 
Blue, Blue Story. Yeah, Blue Story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blue I still haven't seen that film. Have you not? Can you go and collect it, please? Nah, I still haven't seen that. You know, film. Michael Wood won the what is it, the Rising Star? Shout out to him. Man. I'm happy when young black men are prospering, but no, I have yeah. not seen the film. <laughs> are you a movies guy? I d- I am. Okay. I am. So then, what happened? Blue Story. You said I'm not on it. <sighs> you seen Top Boy though? No, not seen Top okay, Boy. Okay, so you just not about here for the hood dramas. Yeah. What was okay, the last one you watched? Last one I watched was Queen and Slim, actually. Okay, okay. Cinema. How did you find that? I gave that a six out of ten. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No I, I love! Feel, I feel like a lot of people are overstating how Tell, Okay, was. I got a lot to say about that. Set <laughs> <laughs> your case. Um, I, I, um, okay, one of the things that I would say is that for me as a black British person, one thing that Queen and Slim um, allowed me to see a bit more clearly is kind of like just maybe sort of like the rage mm-hmm. that Americans feel when yeah. they're dealing with the kind of police brutality thing. That was perhaps... Yeah. That was potent. That was potent. Yeah. Um, that's that's one thing that I actually realised that for all that I want to kind of empathise with people, I really can't enter into that experience in the same kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where it stopped for me. Um, I just thought that... <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. He actually put his hand up and said... If his hand was up, I just, it stopped. I just, I just think... I was having this discussion with like um, a friend. Everything just seemed so rushed in the film. So it's kind of like mm. you go from you go from uh, spoilers by the way. Oh, no spoilers, no spoilers. Okay. No spoilers. Oh, spoilers. Spoilers. No, 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 if you've not seen it by now, no, 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 can't I don't help you. Spoil it. I don't want to spoil it. But it's just like we're kind of we're kind but of. But no, we're just saying that there might oh, be. So quickly, we're so forced to accept this relationship between these two people. Okay. Um, and the way things escalate, you're not actually even allowed a chance to kind of understand who the characters are. Yeah. yeah. Um, and immediately you're on a long road, long mm-hmm. unwinding road to like essentially what is their demise mm-hmm. um there were some things that i thought were unnecessary entirely so okay i'm gonna give one spoiler alert the the young kid shooting the black cop yeah i didn't understand what the of that entirely have you seen it yeah, yeah he okay. can't act Sorry, um, i didn't understand it i thought some of the um they're not monologues but the the voiceovers i like, I like that though I, to me I they like just that. seem so out of place Okay, so I watched, I watched Queen and Slim with a creative, Sarah Manka, shout out, shout out. <laughs> and she was like, from day one, the whole movie was a eulogy. You know, like right. when you're doing a eulogy and like you might put together a montage yeah, and you yeah, see yeah. Clips, like, clips from their life and then you get a voiceover. She was like, that was eulogy energy. Right, right. So right. I was like, oh, so it's a bit deep. However, do you know, do you know what my fingers about Queen and Slim and, and people hating on it? No side eye over there, Dami. <laughs> Do you know what? It's, it's, almost like, it's almost like every movie done by somebody black has to be redefining the genre. No, I don't. Has to be pushing forward, has to be mind-blowing, has no. to be... Can you, can you not just bang out a good movie? Of course. I just I don't think it was a good movie. Calm. That's fair. That is that is actually the thing. Like, I, I'm not... I'm not I feel like we're harsher anybody. on black movies than we are on Adam Sandler. Just I don't watch Adam Sandler Uncut to criticise him, though, to be fair. Okay. <laughs> um, I feel like, yeah, I feel like other guys can bang out movies and it's not that deep. But yeah, when, yeah. whenever something comes out that's black, where now expectations are through the roof, it's going to move me, it's going to change my worldview, it's going to redefine how we understand blackness mm. and culture. Oh, sometimes you're just making a movie, I'm going to go to cinema and chill. But I actually don't think that was devastating. I, I, I literally thought they were trying to have a conversation that they didn't portray the black, as well the as black they could experience have. Yeah, America. they were. So I think Lena Waithe... Um, I watched the, what did she do? She did like a, what do you call it? Breakfast Club interview. Okay. And I think the purpose of the movie was actually to kind of demonstrate or catch catch the sentiment of the, catch the sentiment of like the the, the raw frustration that black people have felt towards the police. And all you said they did that well. Fantastic. No, I don't think I said that. I said they did, did that fantastic. Like, that, that, that no, I said that's something I, I, I appreciated I couldn't enter into. Okay. But do you think they didn't do it well? I didn't, I didn't get swept with the emotion of it. Okay. I didn't That's get fair. swept up with the emotion of it. I um, thought it was all right, and I'm cool with that. 
But I'm not asking it for it. To, I'm not asking for it to be a classic. I think people are trying. I think everything that I feel like everything that Black Swan Black does. Even it was even a line in the Go movie ahead. like, uh, "Is everyday black excellence?" Yeah, it was, there was a line in it. About, yeah. was that, there's a line in the who movie asked, about who asked it. That? It was. Um, I can't remember. I think Daniel Kaluuya's character says it to. Um, oh, I've forgotten her name. The actress's name. Like the, 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 the liberty for black people to just do something mediocre and like yeah, everybody there's, else there's and a get pressure paid. For like, black, oh, fantastic. Black, for black people, but always every day's got to be groundbreaking. <laughs> oh no! Like it's just calm. Like, no, I hear that. I that's hear my that. End. That's my end. I know. I hear. That. I, I I don't think that's what necessarily I'm asking for. I just don't. I think maybe. And it's as I just said, general movie. It's actually, movie, actually that good. That good. I love like there were certain things I loved about it. So I thought like wardrobe was fantastic. It was shot. Do you mean how do you mean it was shot? I thought it was shot. I love how beautiful they both like. Like oh. The they open, both were looking gorgeous in that film. The open road drives and all of those kind of things. Some mm-hmm. of those shots were amazing. Um, but actual some, content, you're like, nah. Yeah. I really enjoyed the um, the scene where they were in the... Uh, the little jazz. The little jazz cafe. Jazz yeah. um, I'm actually looking forward to doing something like that when we this for Israel's. Oh, okay. Well. Exposes the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Um, sorry, sorry, well. sorry, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to cut that. I thought there were some, some, like, some really, really good scenes, but... Yeah. Not being in it. Out of ten, quick and parental guidance as well. Yeah, yeah, there was some yeah, yeah. very yeah. disgusting yeah. in that film. Yeah, I watched them. I'm not. I'm really not usually. Uh, after all, I'm, after all my chat, I usually don't opt into like uh, black stress. You just movies. say you're not a big. Yeah, black I really girl. don't. Like, I'm not. I've still not watched Twelve Years a Slave. I'm not. I really don't care to go and indulge to go and sit down and watch it. Or opt pain. into it. Pain. Black, black yeah. trauma. Like, I know. I know. We know. I'm not allowed to pay money to be romantic. Like, yeah, I'm cool. However, mm. it was a love that story being well, said, though. I watched them. Um, oh, what is it called? This is actually so annoying. What's the movie with Jamie Foxx? Just Mercy. Just Mercy. I watched Just Mercy. I've not watched that either. Not watching that's, that. To be honest, that's, that's about one. Black Triumph. That is about Which Black one? Triumph. Django. Django and Chain. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe I'm. How did you find Just Mercy? Uh, I cried in the cinema. And I cried like, you know when your diaphragm's bare contracting? Oh. I cried in is the cinema. New? It's oh, new. Just I Mercy. Cried. Yeah, it's a new film. It came it's out that, probably you know, December 2019. Um, it's about a, a young black uh, lawyer who goes to Alabama. Michael B. Jordan. To work, Michael B. Jordan, who worked to work with like death row cases. Mm. And um, obviously you can imagine the trash, disgusting reasons basically bare black guys are on death row for wild things yeah. mm. no representation all of that plava and there was this point in Alabama's history where like no one had ever been released from death row not that mm. long ago yeah so um so it's based on real life events which mm. I think was even more traumatic for me I I, I wept, wept man wept mm. in the movie like are these my, is this my cousin is this my uncle <laughs> no, I really was, cried like my film. life was involved it? it was yeah as much as I'm not here for trauma movies it was actually very good Queenslam wasn't a trauma movie though. No, it wasn't a trauma movie. Yes, it kind was. Of. It was. It's spoiler. Watch, kind of. You watch it from the beginning, you know exactly what's gonna happen, and, and, and you're trying to enjoy oh, it. No, with, I, I, you're trying you to enjoy. It I with, think you know what's gonna happen. You're trying to enjoy it with them, but you know. But the that, curve you know at the end, end kind of. I was. It be your own. It be your own. It be your own. There's a little, a little glimmer of hope. You're like, nah. 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 I'd even. I wasn't hopeful. I knew. I was like, shouldn't they gonna? Nah, I knew. Actually, I kind of feel like it was Bonnie and Clyde, like, ride together, die together, mm. type thing. So. I think that was trauma. At the end, mad spoiler, mad spoiler. At the end, when he's like holding Can her. Can I be your oh, legacy? You're a like, I thought that was corny. No, I thought, I thought that is that a, was, that was a cry for humanity. That's how I felt about okay, it. Okay, go ahead. Like, he's holding. 
she, he just saw the woman that he loved shot dead mm. by some scatty babe over there. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and like, he's, wa- he's walking towards them like, can you help me? Like, can you for a moment remember that I'm a person? Can you like, he's walking towards her holding her body. I thought that was a cry for humanity. Can you acknowledge my humanness in the situation? And they said, da 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 da. I hear that. They said, no. I thought that there's al- no humanity for you. Yeah, I thought the alternative ending was going to be just like mass incarceration. So I thought they were just, just, just put him in pen. And yeah, I literally just thought, oh, he's going to be another. And then they're going to talk about like just the criminal justice system. Yeah. How... But did you not see them? So did you not see them wanting to be martyrs as opposed to that kind of him I, saying I, to I you? Think, I think I, there was I, that. I kind of got the I sense they that they wanted to, get, to go out like that. They were trying to get out. I think they were ready to go out like that. They were like, we're ready to, but yeah. they were trying to get out. Can I be a legacy? Can Ooh. I be a legacy? Black love, I love it. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> no. He, no, he, no, wait. He was like, you already are. Ooh. I shook, I shook him. Yeah, I, shook. I don't know. I get, what did you give out of 10? What would you give out of 10? Or do, we, do you not even want to do the rating considering you just want black films to exist? I'm just like, it's be. calm. Yeah. I'd give it like a, maybe I'd even give it, not, probably not much more than you. Okay. A seven and, 7.8, 7.7. 7. Uh, Mary? Yeah, I mean, I think I'll give similar. Fair seven maybe I'm just being overly eight. harsh, but. What yeah. movie would you give a 10? What movie would I give a 10? Yeah. You're trying to like test my... I'm trying to see what your range is. I'm trying to see what the goals are, what the framework is. What movie would I give a 10? I'd give um, Batman The First Dark Knight a 10. Okay, I don't even know where to start with that. I don't know, I don't know if I'm... What's your <laughs> goal? Gabby, you really don't get out. Yeah. Uh, you really um, don't get out. I'd give that a 10. That's like, that is I think one I watched it. I watched it. That's a 10. Uh, I'm trying to think. Show are there any black movies you would give a 10? Black movies that I would give a 10? Are there any? Am I about to expose myself here as a self-hater? 12 Years a Slave is, I, 12 huh? years a slave is an amazing film. What? Which one? 12 Years a Slave. 12 Years a Slave. I can't even remember that. I can't bear them things, really man. I can't watch um, it. Black movies. I'm becoming like the same. cinema just looking sideways at people. I can't do it. Mary, name some black movies for us. Um, Love what, and Basketball. What? Brown yeah, Sugar. The Woods. <laughs> the Woods. Okay. I can't think of any 10 out of 10 films, by the way. no 10 out of 10. It's black film. That's, that's maybe we need to Oh, um, what's that film with... It's not the creative... Love right. Um, I'm trying to think of the film with Tupac, uh, the basketball film Juice? above the rim. Juice. Um, Juice. Oh, Justice. sorry, Boys in the Hood is probably Listen, it's, it's probably one me, of the better films. Payton falls closer. Oh, to gosh, I knew you were gonna say this. I actually knew. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should. <laughs> <start> <laughs> <cussing> <laughs> teeth, no, I can't even lie. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming for you as well. Uh, I, I love it. I, I love it. I've watched it. You don't think you've watched Payton and Falls? Listen, there's a few. Let's have a really deep movie It's a good. It's a good Hollywood film. Got educated. It's fantastic. And it didn't. I just don't think it got the push that it deserved because Damon Dash is who Damon Dash is. But actually, just in terms of retelling that story, whether you can kind of consider it fact or fiction, mm-hmm. the kind of whole, um, uh, what's his name? Mitch, um, Alpo, all of those guys in Harlem, retelling that 1980s kind of New York drug trafficking story. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very well told. Oh, my, my Saturday activities. <laughs> I mean, Boys in the Hood was the first time I was like, wow, this life is broken. Boys in the Hood. There were certain black movies that I'll delete and I'll let anyone come at me on the socials for this. Boys Baby boy, select, delete. Yeah. That can go though. That can go in the real life bin. That can go. Put that in the bin. Boys in the Hood is a very I good film. I cried in that film. Boys in the Hood is a very good film. I really wanted my guy to make it. Colour Pepper I liked as well, you but like. I think I enjoyed the book more in the film, but the film is a really good film though. Yeah. Trauma again. So no 10 out of 10. I think I watched yeah. it too young to clock what was going on. A lot of trauma. There's a know. lot of trauma. We need we, to stop doing this. Well, let's, well, we've known that. Hence why we don't give them our money. Coming to America is a 10 out of 10 film as well. <laughs> when is the second one coming out? It's not. I'm going to make sure it doesn't come out. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably like, I thought I'd stop like, are you for real? I'm against it. Is anyone for you like not I'm recording like right now? I don't, I just, what are you doing? Maybe it's just going to sit down. 
Just watch the other man. You're saying it because you don't want. You don't think they can outdo the first one, or just, not everything needs a sequel. Like it's true. Not everything needs to be retold. Not everything needs to be updated. Just let it be what it is. Did you see Bad Boys Three? Yeah, I did. Did you feel they they did a disservice the first time? I just feel like they didn't need to do it. They didn't again. need to do this. But first. to be honest, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. So I came, to, I went to the cinema with really low. Like, I want to say it was yeah, yeah, like yeah. the floor, and I was like, okay, it's a decent film. But Bad Boys Two is, is my favorite. You know, so. I'm with Gabby now. You know, what? just on the se- in the sense that we should be able to do sequels, prequels, loads. <laughs> I was um. Let them cut their bags with mediocre behavior. Um, what's it? What's this film? That's been going on for years. Star Fast or Furious. Fast and Furious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they should have stopped after two. Yeah. They're on 10 and now they even have a And they're getting away with it. Yeah. Mad nah, mediocre. On, Fantastic. I'm oh, fine for some us. Some of them are alright, but you know. I'm fine for us to have twos and threes at least. It's not even yeah. even got to do excellent. I feel like it's commercial as well if they're making money. So Bad Boys 3 made a lot of money so apparently they're going to do Bad Boys 4. Fair so. so what are we saying? I should go and see Blue Story. Yeah. I'm, I'm indifferent. <laughs> I think for the I think for the black British, British experience you For should. the culture. You should watch okay. it. We'll go check it but out. it's not like a Friday night. It's like you know you're bored at like eleven o'clock on a Saturday. That's that's how you sell it, Gabby. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, is that rude? Edit me out, please. <laughs> I don't think you're gonna put your whole. You're not gonna put your whole weekend on it. I won't. No, no, no. no. But you know, oh, that you got home early from church, and <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's four o'clock. <laughs> Fair uh, we've been we've been talking talking twenty minutes. This is one hundred percent not what we're supposed to be talking <laughs> no, about. No, no, it's it's cool. It was <laughs> like an interesting conversation. We'll, we'll run it back from kind of movies and films, okay, to something a bit more say current, okay. Um, so recently, everybody would have, I hope, at least heard about what's been taking place between Home Office and a number of um, Jamaican-born uh, British expats mm-hmm. who were recently deported back to Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Um, so in case you don't know anything about the story, I'll just give you kind of like a brief rundown from the BBC. The Home Office um, deported a number of convicted offenders back to Jamaica. Um, I think there were about 17 people on board the flight. Um, there were meant to be more than that, about another 25 other people who were meant to go, but because of a very last minute court order, yeah, they were stopped from sending those people overboard. Um, and among the 17 people that were deported were uh, people who'd been here for practically all of their lives had mm-hmm. been here as young as two um varying age ranges varying um criminal convictions as well some for non-violent drugs offenses others for some of the most kind of uh, violent crimes so i know at least one person on that um flight was convicted of manslaughter um how were your what were your thoughts what were your reactions to that whole kind of fiasco were you following it at all to be honest um i th- i remember just seeing there was like petitions that people were sending around or like sign this petition to stop this happening and this is another wind rush and this is just what the Tory government wanted to quickly sweep under the rug. Um, and then obviously you just see like the David Lammy commentary as well, which is saying a lot of it. Um, I think I think one of the things that was, I think one of the things I do agree with in terms of what David Lammy was saying is that they should actually conduct a wind rush investigation before doing it any other sort of deportation. And I think for me, it, it just, I think it was another reminder of the idea of like, the struggles I have as a black Briton. Mm. And, but yeah, for, for me, it was just like another another way, another reminder that you can be a black Briton. Um, and what is what does it even mean to be British? What does it mean to be black British? Mm. Are you British British, as some people were saying? Um, and just like that, it kind of reminded me of, um, I think her name was called Shamina Bagoom and how they just revoked her citizenship. Mm. Um, of course, they, they, they say they had valid <coughs> reasons, but mm. it just goes to show that these people can just now concoct any sort of reason to revoke your citizenship. And I was reading just historically, 
um, the reasons why you could do that was from was from like World War One, World War Two. Mm. But now, like since 2015, they're just creating any reasons to just deport people. Mm. Um, people who are actually spent a lot of their time in the UK, people who, who some of them who have British passports and just finding one reason or another to deport them. So I thought, for me, it was just that another reminder of my dual identity as a black person, but also as a British person and just mm. the struggles that you you face and you see when you see like examples or instances like this. Mm. So how that's like your black British identity is celebrated when you do good. Yeah. And stripped from you. Yeah. When you have done bad, even if it's X number of years ago. Yeah. Type thing. Mm. So I just didn't understand, okay, if, if they've committed a crime, mm. why does that now mean they need to be deported if they spent majority of their time here? Mm. So that that just that, that essentially means that if my dad was to commit a crime, dad came here, 88, they could just deport him. I'm just thinking, and for me, it was like, rah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think they just haven't learned any lessons from Win Russia. And it just shows how tasteless they are as well. So many people who, who couldn't um, prove their residencies, mm. who came in, um, you know at the start of the Commonwealth and now, and now we're, we're repeating it again. It was just like... I guess the Shemima Begum one's a slight bit different because she was actually British born. I think yeah. the assumption, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the people who were deported on this flight weren't actually born in the UK. But a lot of them have spent their time. Yeah, spent, it, spent yeah. the majority there, there of their time. There was some baby. Here. I think there was some baby. Some people came in there like three or four. The when they, yeah, 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 yeah. I think there was some like new, like newborn-ish, two-year-olds. On the who were literally just arrived. I think their yeah. parents may have, but they probably were born here, born here, but their parents weren't. Maybe. So they didn't have... UK citizenship at the time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it couldn't actually be documented that they were a, okay. like a British citizen in that sense. Gabby, how did you feel about This is terrible. I feel like almost like super not shocked. Okay. I'm like, yeah, that's, yeah, of course, that's what, that's what's happening. Mm. Um, yeah. The thing about the kind of climate towards migrants and migrants from any generation, apparently, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it is one of tension, of of distance. And it is, it does feel, it does leave a bit of taste in your mouth because there's so much chat about unity and post-Brexit, we got, you know, reconcile and we're one nation government mm. and, uh, you know, what was it? Big, Big society, society. Yeah. all that rah, rah, rah. You know, everyone's pushing for diversity, pushing for gender diversity, racial diversity, nationality, all of it. At the same time, Loki, just so you f- haven't forgot, you actually don't belong here. Mm. And we'll send you back to where you belong. Yeah. As and when is is appropriate for us. Mm. Um, which does, yeah, you kind of give with one hand and you take away with the other. And so get comfortable, but not too comfortable. Yeah. Because when it comes down to it and we categorize you, you mm. actually don't belong here. Mm. And we'll, 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 we will send you yeah. back. And back is in quotation marks. So some of these people have never been like been that. There. That's exactly. Back is in quotation. That's the thing. We'll send you uh, to somewhere that your parents were from. But you don't have no any idea. You have no relationship yeah. with. So part of me is super, super, super not shocked, and that makes me sad. That like, almost not numb to it, but like, yeah, of course. This like, is the reality that's, for people. That's what it is. That's what it is. I was, um, yeah, I think unsurprised also, mm. but also that that feeling of being sent to a place that you don't know. Mm. I think yeah. that's the most kind of traumatic thing. Well, not the and most. Told traumatic that that's where you belong. And told that that's where you belong. <laughs> Um, that was one of the most concerning things for me is that there are people who are essentially being banished to a foreign land mm. who they have nobody to connect with when they get there mm-hmm. and are being told to fend for themselves. So I think there was a short clip that the BBC published mm. where some people had family members come to pick them up from the detention centre that they were dropped off in Jamaica. But there was like a group of six or seven people who had nobody basically wow. to come find them. And they were literally just trying to That's plan their fine. lives from there. <laughs> and I think in <sighs> David Lammy's kind of follow-up speech in the Commons, he was making the point that um, a number of people who've been deported under this conservative government have been sent back to countries where they have kind of no families, no resources, yeah. no recall, 
to kind of social security and have died. Yeah. Some in kind of like violent circumstances, yeah. some because, you know, they've just crumbled under the weight of the situation that they found themselves in. But another kind of concern for me was the, okay, kind of like thinking as a black man, considering how much kind of stigma that black men get, black men get, sorry, um, for like things like fatherlessness and stuff like that, mm-hmm. was the families here that are being yeah, left. Yeah, just being pulled apart. And being pulled apart. Yeah. So I'm thinking there's... <laughs> X number of children mm. um, who are now growing up without a father, and we don't know what kind of follow up, follow on impact that has mm-hmm. in terms of their life. Like, I don't want to kind of um, preempt that they're going to go down a road of kind of criminality mm. and stuff, but we certainly know that when issues of criminality, things like knife violence, are raised, fatherlessness is a massive issue. Yeah. What people are blind to is the fact that um, the or, state has induced it. Th- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not in every case. Yeah. Certainly yeah, not in every yeah, case, but, yeah. but in a number of cases. Yeah. There are there are ways in which the the state has actually been inculpable in making those statistics as high as they are, yeah. Um, and so that has been like a very kind of harrowing consideration for me. When you were thinking of the deportation and stuff that took place, how did this kind of like affect your Christian sensibilities? Did you think, do you know what? Okay, some of these people have done wrong, but the government should be more kind of lenient. They should be more firm. Was it re- re- firm? Yeah. Did you look at it and go? They should, they should be, have, yeah, send back them out, send, send them. More compassionate, that was the one I was yeah, like, when, compassionate. When like white people commit crimes, you don't say we're going to send them off to one country. But they did. What did they and that country is Australia. Hence they don't. I saw a tweet or something. Boris Johnson was born in America. Yes. Did you not see one thing with Boris Johnson? And this Jeremy Corbyn. Jezza. Jeremy Corbyn. And Boris Johnson. You know when like someone says Jezza is still going for that minority vote and I rate him for it. It's committed to the man you know. I love him. Oh my God. He started speaking and he said something about America. Boris Johnson knew he was coming. just started shaking his head. He's like, yeah, born in America. We didn't do anything with him though. Are they going to send him back to America? There is no doubt a racialized dynamic to it. No doubt. Um, so yeah, so um, and Boris Johnson has admitted like low level, knowing a man just smoking a little bit of weed when they're at eating or whatever. Um, and is anyone trying to no, trying to send him back to America? No. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where were the people getting deported to uh, Italy? <laughs> 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 Who's getting deported to Italy or it's Czech true. Republic? Yeah, yeah. Who's yeah. getting deported to Russia these days? And some of the things that you hear, no man be running with. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, they've got an extract from the pot. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no, talk, talk, talk. <laughs> yeah, Feel free. There is a, there is a, there is an undeniably racial dynamic to deportation mm. more mm. than criminality. Because uh, there are, yeah, there are lots of people from lots of people groups who commit lots of crimes that are not getting deported. Yeah. To countries where they understand the people there to not be black. Yeah. And I, I think I, I do feel like the the government haven't been compassionate in some of these cases. Um, some of them are, are low level kind of offences as well. Um, of course, I, I I did hear there were some extreme kind of rape, murder, mm. so forth. But again, I thought that the idea of prison and people being kind of serving out their sentences for them to they're being punished for a crime. Um, I think again to send them to somewhere that they they're not used to or they're not from again is enough. It's almost like a they're being punished again. I, I, I don't think there's any compassion in, in that instance. And it didn't seem like they, they were even trying to understand people's circumstances, trying to work with them long-term, trying to rebuild, trying to re- rehab, like stuff like that. Um, yeah. So for me, it was just like, oh, come on, man. I, and I feel like with with black men in particular, there is this sense of let's either um, put them in prison or put them somewhere else where- They're not our problem. Yeah, they're not our problem, <laughs> essentially. Um. I think thinking about this Christianly is actually quite tricky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so a few things. I think for the Christian, yeah, Christians obviously differ. And this is why you can't have um, a Christian politics because some Christians yes, you will can. feel... you can. Christian party didn't vote for them. Some Christians <laughs> will say that like, that's trash politics. <laughs> so some... <laughs> I was having this conversation because today. Because it's too diluted. No, because or... well, no, some Christians will look at a situation <clears throat> and feel ways that we would associate with the right wing mm-hmm. about okay. it. Some Christians look at the same situation and with, with Christian convictions feel very ways that we would understand as left wing about it. And we can't say that we can't bind consciences on things that are not clearly. So whether the state should be large or small, mm. can't bind consciences on that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's why. So, so it is like muddy, muddy water. How do nations function? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. But, so yeah, how do Christians think about the role of um, government in terms of punishment, not just rehabilitation? Mm-hmm. So, so our tendencies tend to be very much towards rehabilitation dynamics. Mm-hmm. We understand social dynamics and poverty and triggers, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas th- there is a part of a Christian worldview that has, there is a punishment dynamic involved mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the law. Um, but also as a Christian, looking at government, I I don't believe in uh, Christendom. Okay. I think that will be when Christ returns. Mm-hmm. And I don't expect, uh, for want of a better word, pag- non-Christian <laughs> government to execute justice in a way that looks Christian. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not expecting them. I, spe- I expect Christians in government to govern Christianly because that's then that's their nature. That's sure. their heart. But I'm not expecting to look at conservative or labor government right. and be like, oh, that feels Christian to me. Okay. Mm. Um, yeah. So again, maybe I'm just a bit bleak, but my expectations of government are quite minimal. And I expect governments on all sides to move a little bit mad at some, <laughs> point, at some point because, um, yeah, the, the, and it's and it's tricky. Like as a brown working class northern woman, mm. um, all everything about all the characteristics, me, all my, <laughs> all my, you know, yeah, the first person in my family to go to university. Like we can tick mad boxes. boxes yeah. Um, all my sensibilities would suggest on paper that I'd be like super left wing, and on most things I am. But there are some things that I am right wing about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about like abortion. Right. Mm-hmm. My sense is much more right wing than left wing. And so um, it's tricky as a Christian to kind of map on Christian ethics onto a political party or expe- expectation of a government because I don't think they do um, map on. Fit so, so neatly. Be, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when I, when I think, oh, do I expect conservatives and, and, and that's, not, that's not a conservative thing or labor to um, act in a certain compassionate way or, or honor human dignity. Ought they to? Yes. Do I expect them to do that? Uh, no, because I think they come out of a Christian worldview. And I yeah. don't think governments, I don't expect governments uh, pre the return of Christ uh, to have that. Yeah. This is interesting. I'm particularly thinking about like uh, a sermon that I'm expecting to hear tomorrow and kind of thinking through what might be. Seven tomorrow. That's yeah, no, sorry. Because like, okay. <laughs> anyway, okay. I'll do it this way. Um, Deji's given like a, a talk on, um, I don't know, rethinking a, a biblical approach to authority. Yeah. And I imagine as much of that is going to come from Romans 13. Okay. And it, it, immediately I think about Romans 13, I think one of the statements that the Bible make expressly clear about governments is that they are there to offer recompense to evil. Yeah. So, so I wonder if, for example, despite your, your suggestion that uh, governments, you don't expect governments to act in some kind of necessarily a compassionate way mm. um, or in a um, Christian Christian yeah. uh, way specifically. Can we suggest that in circumstances where sin has been committed, where evil has been committed, mm. we are more inclined to agree with governments that express a more kind of authoritative, punitive mm. um, response than a kind of 
restorative um, response. We should be more inclined to governments that are more punitive than restorative. Yeah. Restorative or rehabilitative. Yeah, that's tricky because your personal sensibilities are like... Because, yeah, it's, int- it's it's something that, like, is tricky for us. Like, the Bible talks about the government having the right to the sword. Mm. And obviously, I just yeah. watched Just Mercy. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, no. Don't bring the sword. Oh, no. He's oh, innocent. No. Oh, okay, this is a bit... gets a bit stressful. Yeah, like, I'm yeah, sweating yeah. here. Like, yeah, um, there is a... There is a yeah, and, and when it talks about all the attributes of what a government ought to be, mm-hmm. uh, kind of social welfare stuff doesn't really appear in there too mm. tough. It is, but like, yeah, ju- justice, uh, law and order, <laughs> very conservative sounding words. And mm. it's, and yeah, the internal uh, tension is problematic. Should we be obliged to um, to lean more towards governments that are more punitive than rehabilitative? I don't think so. Okay. Um. I think good government will have a dynamic of both. Right. Mm, I was say. Um, it ought to. That's what good good governance. But that, like I said, but I don't think you can legislate. You have to be 50-50 or 70-30 sure. or... Yeah, there's you can't bind consciences where, where scripture doesn't. Um, but yeah, it's, but it's, it's clear in scripture that government, there is a punitive dynamic, dynamic to it, to which it. is very mm. much not the era we're in. We're very much in a rehabilitative... Yeah. And that amen to that because... Obviously, social structures create situations for people where people are trying to survive and situations, et cetera, et cetera. So we understand why that is. Mm. Um, but yeah, we can't we can't ignore the fact that there is a punitive dynamic to it. Whether that punitive dynamic means that what Happens. putting these guys on a plane was correct, <laughs> like that's a lot of jump. That's a lot of jumps. <laughs> because I yeah. think Mary's point yeah. is that actually these people are serving time for their yeah, they've already, they've, yeah, so the so they're experienced, yeah. So they've already, already been, they've been prison and come out. Yeah, so yeah. there's one guy he came, he went to prison for twelve months, I think he said. Yeah, this is. He wild. came out and then maybe like a year later, he was, he was arrested with fifteen other people and said, "Ain't double jeopardy like, a thing? I don't do law, but like, <laughs> and obviously there were this. I don't do criminal law. And I think for, for me, and I think in a, at a local church level, if if that was a member in your church, yeah, you, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't be like, oh, you know, punitive. You'd be like, no, this is wrong. We need this is actually unjust, and you'd wanna you'd wanna protect his rights and against essentially fight against that guy. 100 percent but and I, and I think it's right to have a distinction between how yeah christian ethics and what i expect of government as a local church mm-hmm. are we going to go hard to say that is not right mm-hmm. and that is wrong <laughs> obviously the opposite of not right is wrong and um, like are we going to go hard to say that yeah do i expect government to acknowledge that mm-hmm. no. no but we can fight it though yeah and the, and the question is called to yeah, to love justice, to honor the um the 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 image of God in people, um to be compassionate and kind and gracious, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't I don't think non Christian governments, which is all governments, uh, uh yeah, are it's it's are they, are they're not able to act in line with a Christian ethic because they're not Christians, Christian. but Christians yeah. are called to speak in line with a Christian ethic, yeah, and act in line with a Christian ethic, even if they're Christians in government, which is good luck to them, man, because <laughs> you they, wouldn't. You, you, when you say good luck to them, man, is that kind of like a? I think to be a be Christian me. in the public, she said all the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, I, I know Christians in that work in civil service. We thank God for their lives. Christians that work in government, that are uh, uh, government, parliament aides, etc., etc., etc. Even like, um, yeah, MPs. Yeah, yeah. Um, we praise God for all of their life. However, is it an increasingly difficult yeah, yeah, yeah. occupation to have? They got to ask you one question. If you're evangelical Christian, what are your thoughts on LGBTQI? Fam, they set you up quickly as well. It's finished. It's actually a wrap. No one's asking uh, Sadiq Khan or Sajid Javid. That's a different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what's Mr. Farron? One question and it's actually a wrap. Mm, <laughs> it's yeah. actually a wrap. So is it an, you, you've got to be like, what is it? As wise as a 
so put in as innocent as a duck. Like, you, yeah. you, you've got to be able to have some different public uh, energy. Yeah. Shapeshifter. Shapeshifter. Yeah. <laughs> to, and I think it will be increasingly difficult to be yeah. in that kind of uh, line of work. Yeah, but we need people in there for as long as we can. So mm. there's the grace of I God was, go. I was actually um, re- recently reading around like immigration law and trying to understand kind of the complexities of people who have come to the UK legally mm. and have overstayed. And as a Christian, knowing that you don't want to be like, How what you're doing is right. We've heard them but, testimonies. Fam. <laughs> <laughs> I am you've a, tes- I'm a testimony of it yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, question. Yeah, at the same yeah, time, yeah. you, you want to, you do want to show compassion and understanding some people's situations mm. as well. And I, and I think when I was thinking of like the deportation and some of these people have committed crimes and so forth, I was just thinking of that it's because lot, yeah. if I had a, if I had a family member who's overstaying presently, I might not be saying, oh yeah, I'll keep evading, keep evading. But at the same time, I would want to ensure that I'm praying for the, the government to be compassionate, the government to be yeah. piteous. Um, and I think that's starting to work through as yeah. well. So that's that punitive, compassionate dimension that I think mm-hmm. government should have. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's why people from the Af- Afro-Caribbean context historically have actually always preferred the Labour government because they felt like they had that. Whereas, More you know, Theresa yeah. May was always trying to make it very hard for immigrants. Like that's one of the policies that really led to well, hostile climate. She mm. wanted a hostile environment for, for, for those who have come here illegally. Um, and I think, yeah, I, th- I think thinking of just how Christians should be compassionate and, and understanding and loving towards people, I feel like that punitive... Mm. Yeah, I just want to see a balance. I guess to to offer a, a kind of like a counterbalance to that, I just... I think it's important to, to recognise that um, states are sovereign. Mm-hmm. So I, I very much appreciate a call for, I guess, compassionate thinking towards illegal immigrants mm-hmm. or immigrants who've committed crimes who are facing deportation. But I guess in one sense, you also have to be mindful of the fact that states are entitled to set their own laws. Mm-hmm. Um, and even for the, for example, like, how do I want to put this? For the, protect, for, for the protection of their own actual, like, established citizenry. Yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's a sense in which they have to, you're, you're grimacing. Do you disagree? No, because that, that's the point. That who is their established citizen? citizenry? Yeah, that's you, where. I, the... as a... <laughs> <laughs> like, no, but yeah. as a as a world like as, as a world, I, I guess the question is yeah. On, on what basis do you make that? Dis- that yeah, uh, and that's where I think the problematicness. Absolutely. Problematicness, yeah. you know. Absolutely. But the problem just a is case of... But I really, I really grimace mid flow. Finish. Yeah, no, flow. No, 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 sorry, no, sorry, sorry. No, I was just gonna say because um, there there has to be a way in which um, I don't want to like necessarily talking about kind of like population control, but there, there has to be a way in which society is managed you manage your borders and govern exactly yeah. uh, so you don't just have people just kind of walking through bringing in things illegally of course all of those kind of things there um so i don't think that that necessarily has to be held in distinction to compassionate governance but i guess the bible doesn't always the, the bible doesn't make me believe that we therefore have kind of like open borders because we want to take care of, we want to take care of people yeah, coming out of disenfranchised yeah. circumstances mm. um and i think perhaps people in so so where i work we have a um we have a a pro bono initiative that's taking place um, between the border of Mexico and Texas. Um, And a a large number of the cases that you hear there, people are escaping kind of like violent drug Mm. um, offenses, not offenses yet, but violent drug crimes and trafficking and all of those kind of things there. And it really takes the hardest of hearts to read some of the stories that people are coming with and being like, just no, Mm. like you you just can't come here. but at the same time, you have to appreciate that for Texas, for example, the landmass is only so big. Mm. The social 
security can only account for so many people. So there has to there has to be something done where you're able to to balance the responsibilities to you have to the people that already exist there and exist there legally, whatever your legal framework is. Yeah. But also thinking about how can we make some kind of provision for uh, these people who are clearly fleeing circumstances that are some of the most yeah um, horrific, yeah. horrific. And then thinking about then what that means for kind of like Christians and for churches. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think our approach to kind of, not just kind of like illegal immigrants, but just kind of like thinking more broadly to strangers, to our neighbor even. Mm. Maybe that's the first way you think about them, right? Yeah. Uh, even though they don't live next door to me necessarily, that person who I don't know who's come from a foreign land is mm-hmm. still technically my neighbor. Yeah. So how does that inform the way I res- respect them, how I approach them? Um, how, how do you think we 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 act towards people who aren't from where we're from. Mm. Yeah, I think the Bible kind of pushes around, kind of pushes against like partiality and mm. and nepotism and and these kind of they're un, they're unlike me, so I'm I'm not going to show them any sort of love. Mm. Um, I'm I'm just thinking of passages that talk about yeah, like do not neglect to show hospitality to your neighbor. I think that's Hebrews, Hebrews thirteen, mm-hmm. maybe might be wrong. Um, so yes, yeah, there's there's passages that speak to us being loving to our neighbor, doing good. Um, especially to those in the household of faith. Um, yeah, so I think for the stranger and for someone who's unknown to us, we should still be loving and compassionate um, mm. in, in regardless of what circumstances they're, they're in. Um, so I'm thinking of like the homeless, for example. Or yeah, just, there's, I could pull out reams and reams of examples of people that are just are strangers to us. And I think for me, it's really hard because I see strangers and I, I flee straight away <laughs> because I'm just scared. <laughs> Like, I remember the other, oh, it was day. It was like a few months ago, actually, but to us, I feel like there's there's some wisdom as well, because I could have died, <laughs> but I was going home, this was late, this is like a uh, Sunday night, like 10.30, I'm walking into my house, this guy comes behind me, he's like, oh, sorry, I'm going somewhere, but um, my phone's dead, I need to contact my friend, um, can I charge my phone in your house? Mm. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was, first of all, I'm a woman. I'm a weaker vessel. She said, let me pay my card to protect I myself. It, I respect it. Go on. And he was just like, I was like, um, I said, you can use my phone. And I've tri- even that, I was trying. And then he was like, oh, I need to I need to get a number for my phone. And I was like, yeah, I think there's a police station. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the corner. Yeah, and I just closed my house, I closed the door. I'm really sorry. But it's of course, in another instance, yeah. That is a stranger and that's who you should actually welcome in. I think this passage talks about people have, have unknowingly welcomed angels and yeah. stuff like that. So mm. I, I, it is hard. It's a hard tension, but I am trying to as much as I can. Because I feel like some people are like, oh, a homeless person asks me for food or money. They might be a drug dealer. They might... Okay, to stop using that excuse. Like some people actually need genuine yeah, help yeah, yeah, yeah. and we should help them. But mm. in my instance, I was scared for my life. That's why I didn't do it. But mm. we should love strangers. Gabby, what are you thinking? When did you yeah. last help a stranger? Actually, have you seen Stranger on Netflix? We're talking a lot about TV yeah, shows. But there's a show on Netflix known. called Stranger. I've really it. it. It's a bit nolly. Um, watch it. It's mad. So first, lots of things in my head. First of all, slight plug. I actually work for an organisation called London City Mission. So What's London City Mission? London, London, <laughs> London Talk City Mission. Talk about it. Tell us about it. <laughs> London City Mission um, seeks to reach um, people who are considered the least reached mm-hmm. uh, with the gospel. And that's people who are marginalised. Um, yeah, and that's everything from like... Uh, homelessness we are women who uh, we call it street population that's women that have been trafficked prostitutes and it's mad wow. police know where they live you know 
Mm. Police will escort you to to a, to like a, essentially a brothel. Anyway, they know. Then anyway, it's mad. Um, <clears throat> yeah, all of it in a city. People that um are the least likely to hear the gospel essentially because we all know mm-hmm. if you go to uni, you're like four times more likely to be exposed to a, a faithful proclamation of the gospel. Fantastic for the men that are doing their thing on their uni campus. But for the people that don't go uni, you're less likely to hear faithful gospel preached. So how, um, something like um, one in four Londoners doesn't have a Christian friend. Mm-hmm. How do you reach the people the gospel? They often tend to overlap with, with people who are considered marginalized. So yeah, so people who are, um, yeah, extremely poor um, or don't have English as a first language, et cetera, et cetera. So London City Mission seeks to reach those people. That's actually how I work for. Um, and I work for those people. Sponsored plug. Sponsored plug. Um, <laughs> so, 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 and so, so this like chat of, um, how ought we to behave towards those dissimilar to us? I think the Bible speaks very clearly about old and new testament. Mm. Very, mm. Um, yeah, we are to love the foreigner, um, the widow, the orphan, and and th- and that is a catch-all phrase for the marginalized. If you if you're living in Old Testament times and you don't have a husband or a dad to bring home money, guess what you are. Homeless and poor. Facts. Yeah. Facts. That's low key uh, catch all phrase. And if you're a foreigner, you usually had less rights, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Some things don't change. Mad. <laughs> uh, that's actually mad. Can that's actually mad. Can we find one today, you know? I've got my coat. I'm feeling fresh. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, so, yeah, like, it's not, it's, it's not, um, it's not an additional kind of Christian ethic if you can, if you're that, if you're that holy. Mm. It's like, this is what, this is how Christians live because we know who made them. Mm-hmm. We know who they belong to uh, as part of God's creation. Um, we know whose image that they bear. Um, and so we love, and so we love. Um, and it's actually mad. I'm going to take a very sad left turn. Uh, I live uh, in Brixton on, on quite a main road, actually. And there's a little shelter kind of near my front door, like N- it's covered. Near the and so, no, not far from Iceland, actually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Run out there where she lives. No, Brixton, please. <laughs> you mentioned it last time. So. Um, and so yeah, and because there's a little bit of shelter and these times it's cold, there's like little homeless gang that congregate there. Right. Um, obviously, like I'm very mindful. This is my front door, so like I don't want to be too friendly because you you lucky know where I live. Yeah. Um. So so I say hi and I be polite and I, sometimes you know if I've got time I'm like are you okay have a little chat ask them how their day's going. Cool. I see them like legit. I see them. So I live alone. So I see these men every day. Like <laughs> so I see them a lot on my way out, on my way in. Hi hi. Evening evening. Anyway, I got home one day. There's two that stay there regular and there's one that I talk to like reasonably regularly. He actually knows my name. All right, can be. So, yeah, right. <laughs> anyway. Um, and then uh, I was coming back home quite late and there was police cordons up. And um, so I'm like, so the guy was, there's a there's a shot before the cordon. So he, and he was looking at the shop. I said, oh, do you know what happened? He said, oh, one of the guys died. Wow. And I, and I walked, as I got closer, there was like a little silver tent up and I was like, mad. Mm. One of these guys, I don't know, at that time I didn't know which one it was, but one of the guys that's outside my door regular, one of them has sat there and died. And so there's a police car there, it's cordoned off. I had to ask police officers, I kind of climb over that little tape to get to my door, like it was crazy. And I was like, um, oh, people are actually struggling. Yeah. And like, I don't know how much time, I said hello, and I try, obviously not like, I'm, I want to acknowledge your humanness. I, wanna, I don't just want to ignore you. Mm-hmm. I want to like talk to you as an image bearer. Yeah. Um, and so I want to acknowledge you. I don't want to walk past you and stumble over you and, and be upset because you be on my front door, which is very upsetting. But I want to, yeah, I want to engage with you as a person. Um, but I was like, oh, right, did you actually, yeah, I don't know how I felt about that. I was like, yeah. obviously it's not every day you tell everyone you know in your life the gospel, but I see these guys every day. 
And I'm like, oh, and and yeah, I'm not. I don't know how I feel. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, fast forward because there was no guy sat there for a few days. Fast forward, the guy that I talked to talked to you was sat was back, and I was I probably was like, oh, it wasn't you. I don't know who it was, but it weren't you, the one that I know. Like, oh, you you're okay. Mm. Anyway, this guy. Anyway, that's another conversation. Um, so he said, oh, did you see that the other guy died? And I was like, yeah. He said, oh, he was 36. Wow. Uh, 36, uh, alcohol poisoning, etc., etc. And I was like, yeah. The, the church the gospel this is actually real yeah. it's actually real like life is on the line and in the sense like your your blood in your bones blood in your bones wow <laughs> blood in your veins like life yeah but you're like eternal life your real life yeah. oh it's actually happening around us mm. and there's a passage i'm gonna quote this so badly like passage that talks about like god dictates the the times and places that we'll live in um, at 17 that's my scholar over there. Praise God for your life. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, like, so if someone, if Berlin Lithuanians have moved into your ends, it's not That's coincidental. Like, yeah. God, God, God orchestrates where and when and pe- when people live. Um, even like, well, yeah, they're here illegally. God orchestrates the times yeah, and yeah, places yeah. that people live. Um, and so, yeah, it's not incidental. Be wise. Please don't let strangers into your house to charge their phone when you're a girl that lives alone. Fantastic. <laughs> don't do that. Um, but yeah, escort, get your charger and go and sit them in that 24 hours McDonald's. Maybe, I don't know. Like, yeah, what does it look like to love people? I Very think. practical. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, it's a lot, actually. Slight left turn. Every, was, every time I walk past that, that spot, deep. I'm like, that, a guy died, died here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's actually mad. Sorry. It's a very specific mission field. Um, and thinking about this on the drive here, um, just kind of reminded me, like, I was looking at, uh, I think it was like Ephesians 2. And just the kind of discussion about how we were once afar off from God and sojourners mm. in this land and how God has brought us in um, mm. through Christ. And so it kind of makes you think about the people who are kind of outside the church, who are, who are in a world where nobody knows them. Mm. Um, nobody's looking after them. Nobody's protecting them. This is a wonderful, this is a wonderful way for us to kind of explain the gospel to them mm. that while we are outside of Christ, we're all foreigners. Mm. Yeah. We're, all, we're all sojourners in the land, mm. almost heading nowhere, mm. really, with, mm. with, with no with no uh, kind of definite end except judgment. Mm. Um, but praise God for Jesus Christ that if we are in him, uh, we're brought into a family where we're loved and we're, we're cared for. Um, yeah. uh, and God and God take care, takes care of us. Mm. One other um, question I wanted to ask, do you watch Love Island? <laughs> Don't watch Love Island. I watch Love Island vicariously for everybody else on Twitter. No one's judging you, man. Why, so why do you not watch? Why do, <laughs> why you do not I not watch Love Island? Because you have time or? I don't, I, I don't think I care. Okay. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> I think it's fu- like the bits that I see are funny, and and the time I, I watch Love Island when the gang are watching it and I'm chilling. Okay, I watch Love Island. Right. But am I? I'm, I don't watch Love Island though. But I think it's funny and I watch it via, via socials. Mary, why were you like nobody's judging you? Because Gabby was moving, her chest was shaking. Okay. See? <laughs> She's like, I don't watch Love Island. <laughs> <laughs> My chest was shaking. Do you watch Love Island? It's cold in here. No, I don't watch Love Island. I've seen a few episodes though. Why do you not watch Love Island? It's- it doesn't do anything for me. Like I just, I don't find it funny. Like I just, yeah. But to be honest, what is funny is the tweets. Yeah. But I've never, I've never really like followed it. But if you, yeah. are, if you're on Twitter or social media, you'll see. You'll see it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you you, you know what's it when it's on. I watch Love Island. You know. You do. How do you? How do I you would have not put a single <laughs> penny on that. <laughs> Damn How do you have time to watch Love Island? You so, watch Love Island. It, I'm shocked. Why I mean, just why, take when your I'm, condemnation? I'm surprised. It's not no, condemnation. No, no. It's surprise. But I hear. I, hear so I like, think in this room, if you don't put money on who watches Love Island in this room, it wouldn't have been Damn. It wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been me. And I was very much of the. I don't care. What is this trash TV? Don't watch any reality TV. 
But obviously, like, you've got ITV hubs. So even if I'm late in the office, oh, I'm like... Oh, it's background music. At, background at one, music. Yeah, at one, at one point, the tweets start like, adding up. They bring you in. Yeah, they bring I'm you in. Like, 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 let me know the context. So I remember the, the context in which I was... I came home like a Friday <laughs> night, late from work or whatever. It was like, so what time does it come? Like 9, 9.30. I was just like, oh, do you know what? People at work have been on to me about this thing. And you just kind of feel left out. You can't participate in a conversation. Mm-hmm. So my colleague was like... <laughs> in it? Aww. It's okay. So my it's colleague okay was like, involved. do you watch this? Tonight? You should watch this. I was just like, I'm going to hate this trash. And I remember turning it on. I was just like, for the first like 10, 15 minutes, I'm like, this is dead. Why does anybody watch this? This is awful. Like I was ready to come back to like... Because I know that people in church, for example, also watch it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was ready to come and just be like, you guys are just wasting your time. They're wasting your life. And then <laughs> there was your like... Wasting your life? the sermon in the 10 minutes. <laughs> I said, why you all should... Turn it off and go read your Bible. <laughs> but then I can't remember. There was something that happened. I was just like, ooh. And then since then, like I haven't watched it like religiously. Where Is this, I'm, like, this season every... or No, like... this was last season. Oh, you've been on. So you this were, season... You were day one. Oh. This season, I haven't really... I've been following it very, very loosely. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's been interesting about this season in particular has been Black Love. Yeah, I've been seeing a question mark. I've been seeing a lot of black <laughs> people. Yeah. But to be fair, because of that, that's added like an that's made it an added dimension because the first few seasons I knew about, people always kind of questioned why weren't the black girls um, yeah, being picked? Why weren't they colorism? Being Move Racism. a couple seasons down. <laughs> <laughs> Move a couple seasons down. Texture this is actually what's carrying the they show. They had to put in a black brother. Yeah, well, <laughs> a few. Ovi, a few. Ovi, Ovi. So even after Ovi, now they've got a couple. Actually, three, three or There's f- three of them in there now. Three of them in there currently, but I remember like remember speaking to like a church auntie, just like she was just like, "What, damn it, why do you watch this thing? This is not doing anything for like your spirit." Da, da, da. I was like, "Auntie, sometimes switch off." This <laughs> <laughs> what sometimes? <laughs> sometimes background noise, cup of tea. <laughs> I was like. I was I was probably trying to give her the science auntie. This is a sociological test case yeah, for you humans in a controlled environment where they have to find love, but also there's the added cash prize. She was just. And you she can was split and still sign as well. That's like golden balls. Not having it. Um, you really But tried. now I watch it, you know. But it's let. This is I guess less about um, kind of Love Island, and it was more just kind of kind of find out like cancel culture. Obviously, um, Caroline Flack, who was the former presenter of Love Island, mm-hmm. just very recently committed suicide. Um, after she was released from her um, position as the presenter of, of Love Island um, and had another show which was actually in the works um, cut. And I don't know if you guys had seen a lot of the furore that had come out following the um, story that her and her former partner had been in, a, in an abusive relationship in which she was actually abusing him. They're still, they were still together, though. They were still together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got that wrong. Lewis Burton, I think he's name called. Yeah, yeah. They, were still, they were still together. So, um, and obviously, like, loads of that came out. Lots of, an outpour of emotion um, for him against her mm. um, that ultimately resulted in her losing her job and even more, yeah. sadly, losing her life. Um, it was just a kind of, like, a quick question on counterculture. Should we get involved in it? Do you Have you cancelled anybody? Why, if so? I don't know if, I don't if think not, I've officially cancelled anyone. I think, we R- ca- I R- think that's part of the R. Kelly. I think R. Kelly's R- official <laughs> But for me, sometimes I struggle. So, but <laughs> I still, I still publicly cancel him sometimes. Publicly cancel, wow. <laughs> but you know what it is? You know the weirdest thing? <sighs> I'll listen to a song because I was a massive R. Kelly song. Really? And I'll just be like, oh man, this guy's cancelled. <laughs> I'll just turn it off. So I think as time's going on, I'm just really struggling to listen to him. But I've never, I don't think I've ever really been involved in cancel culture. 
that I can really think to of. like when the dogs get set on you, like it's them ones. Yeah, I think I think that is really now the debate that is raging between people kind of online now is this: how did the media and social media yeah. contribute really? yeah. to the pressure that she felt? Because she faced a lot of criticism. I think, um, yeah, she was she, even with the whole um, the case. I, I know that her her um, her partner didn't actually press charges, yeah. but the CPS still took it forward, and yeah. I think it was termed as like a show show trial and. Mm different newspapers and tabloids were just constantly criticizing what she was wearing what she looked like mm. she's older than him all these different things and i think yeah just the pressure of of it all just just led to to her committing suicide and I've, yeah I, I don't know i think council culture is, is just really strange because it's almost like at the height of someone's success someone now tries to find a, an old tweet a reason, or yeah. so something like kevin hart i'm not the biggest fan of compare mark to be honest but again finding things that he had said and that's potentially stopping him from hosting the oscar so it's it's just like a revolving door and it's really hard for christians to really engage with it because we should be someone that is always talking about you know the restorative forgiveness of god um of course people's people's works people's actions do have consequences sure. so i'm not saying that it was wrong for her to lose her job i'm not saying it was i think to us, I think it's it's right that the CPS actually charged her because she did abuse mm. um, her her boyfriend physically, and if that led to her losing her job again, that 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 does make sense. A lot of places do want to like disconnect, um, you know, PR branding everything. Um, but I think it's it's just it's the trolls. I think I think it's the it's the people who don't have faces online but can comment on your Instagram posts and right. say all these mean things and criticize you and there's a person who's reading that constantly like it was even like i went on her instagram mm. and she had posted something maybe a few days ago and then her boyfriend had posted like an affectionate like valentine's day message and then the next day she had committed suicide and it was just like mm. wow like it's just i could imagine she's probably just yeah. facing constant 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 um yeah. comments trolls criticism and then yeah i was I, the reason why i asked this question anyway is because i felt this tension um, particularly in the kind of like Christian Twitterverse, mm. um, where people on opposing sides, usually of kind of like political spectrums, mm -hmm. are, for want of a better word, chastising each other mm. over how their theology um, is either right or wrong for the political. Putting it mildly, um, because of the kind of political stances that they are taking. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking to myself, do you know what? Have I ever cancelled? Anybody, I think there's this perception that I've cancelled a certain um, James uh, Blanco. <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> you know, you know. Um, which I haven't actually done. Like I've not. Made, I, first of all, I don't. I'm not saying that this is everyone who does cancel culture. I don't have time to be in people's comments, um, okay. trolling and whatnot. I think what I have done is find myself where I just think that I fundamentally kind of disagree with a person. I just kind of withdraw. And that's cool. Is that cancelling? It's not by force. That's not, at all, and that's not cancelling. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I'm wondering what leads people to be deep in oh, your mentions. I get what you're like, saying. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the keyboard warriors. Like, yeah. Um, I think someone like Kate Hopkins, for example. Oh, she, I'm, I'm trying to, yeah. So, so, yeah, that's, so a, that's, a, are, that's a cancel. <laughs> there are cancelable people. Yeah, no, because this, this is the thing that I think is really interesting. There's lots of things I find very interesting about this. First of all, this is just sad. For sure. Like this woman's life is over and yeah. like what a sad she's 40 mm. like it is just a sad 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 thing um but i think what i find really interesting is that like it's all like, this sounds so christian easy but bear with me like i think a christian worldview gives you a way to understand people every single person you interact with is simultaneously an image bearer 
um, capable of glorious, amazing ways to reflect God and his character and his image. Amazing. And at the same time, depraved, mm -hmm. capable of wicked and evil. And I think because you're, when you're a Christian and you're, and you're letting that shape your mind, therefore someone like Caroline Flack, you have space to therefore empathize with her and still say what she did was wrong. wrong yeah. Um, you have space to like compassion and like uh, heartbreak, and 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 she she was good at her job. The new host, <laughs> not so good. Can you show you don't watch? Can I, I, <laughs> I watched like, it, yeah. it with a gang. She was like, yeah, the new host. Oh, the new host. Where'd you get yesterday? I mean, I don't know a lot, but one thing I do know is the new host is dead. Anyway, Caroline was good at her job. She was fun. She, she was won lovable. Come Any shrimp can you come dancing like, fans in here? Yeah. Strictly come no. dancing. She, she won the season series. Two she won Strictly. Oh, she won Strictly. I love Strictly. Like, like she was amazing. To be able to affirm all that's like amazing about someone, and at the same time be able to like logically understand, like hold at the same time that like yeah, they're they're capable of something that was mm. that was wrong and yeah. dark and evil and i think when you don't have that framework people on socials lose it either you're for them or you're against them you mm. can't there's no space for nuance of this is a person with a combination of glorious things and very dark things mm. um so i'm very thankful for a worldview that lets me say both things about somebody at the mm -hmm. same time and not feel tension to like either delete everything that they've ever done that was terrible or or like feel like you're maligning their good nature um so praise god for a christian worldview there's something else but i'll come back no. How, how do you find that though? Because I, I feel like, I don't know if it's cancelling if, so for my own self-care, mm. I, I just started muting people. Unfollowing people. Are you like in the, specifically in the kind of Christian? Christian and both sides. Whether you're woke, <laughs> whether you're not woke. Whether you're very asleep. Whether you're social justice, whether you're anti-justice. <laughs> anti-justice. <laughs> everyone, I was just unfollowing everyone. And it just, I was just like, who? And there's some people like, you feel free. Your name comes up and I just don't want to engage with you. And it's right. not beef. Yeah, no, yeah, you yeah, might yeah, even yeah. be a Christian, but I just don't really want to read anything you're saying. Or I wish And this is why we live in a very strange world. Yeah. 30 years ago, you didn't have to, like, not listening to somebody was not like a political, theological act. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You just didn't know that they existed and exactly. you didn't buy their book. But now if you unfollow, oh, you're, now it's a social You're seem to be part of like a sect. Yeah. No. Um, like, oh, it's okay. No. I actually, I'm allowed to not be on socials and not listen to, to you. I don't have to engage. It's, I think if, if it's in the community, so I can't, there's people in my church that I can't avoid. <laughs> I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't, can't, can't mute that I'm brother. I'm going to talk to them and that's when you actually learn to be very forbearing and loving and even with people that you disagree with. Mm. But online, I have the opportunity to not engage with everyone. I don't have to, you don't have to follow no. me. I don't have to follow you. Like sometimes I'll tweet something and then someone wants to like jump in my mentions and I'm like, I'm not gonna. Do you think I'm gonna respond to you? I don't, I don't know you. And I'm just like, What's that thing? Block, block up Facebook. Block up Twitter. Block. Up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like I don't have to. I'm not, I don't think I've ever blocked anyone. But like I just I don't. You're not in my prox community proximity that yeah. I need. This is not real like that. Yeah. Like if it, if you come up to me and you say oh ABC, I'm not gonna ignore you. That's rude. Yeah. I respond to you. But online I don't have. Just like you don't need to respond to me. And I feel like. Mm. But I feel like that now allows people to feel entitled. So things that people were saying about Caroline Flack, I was like, you don't know her. Like, mm. I just like, what now gives you the entitlement to feel like I can say whatever I want to say about her with, with, with no sort of responsibility or duty. And I think mm. that's why tabloids and whatever they're going to do with these trolls need to be kind of held yeah. responsible for some things, at least of what they say. Because yeah, she mentioned like her mental health was an issue. Um, and yeah, and all those things. I think in some ways, Caroline Flack's life is like, it's a wild one because you see like um, the weight and the vanity of like the things that people pursue, like pursue, like she pursued things that we, that we're told to pursue mm. and the weight of them when they flipped. I crushed her. Crush, crush yeah. it. 
crushing. Now you factor that in with like, yeah, mental health issues. Yeah, it's it's sad. It's sad. It's sad. I've not got much more to say. Like, yeah. It's actually sad. Like she had like she had the life. She had the. I'm sure she got the followers. I'm sure she got the money. She got the babes who's still back in there after they had mm-hmm. problems yeah, to say yeah. the least. Yeah. Um, she's beautiful. She's young. Uh, yeah, but when it when it when it comes to bear on you, yeah, that that will that can crush you. Um, yeah. Yeah, I didn't I didn't like mental health struggles etc etc. Yeah, that's a dark place to be. It's a dark place to be. Mary, I'm in the same camp as you. What? In that I just extricated myself from a load of those kind of situations. Yeah. Um, and so I don't think it was a case of like ever really kind of following loads of people who are involved in that. But when I'm on the Black Twitter, for example, there is arguments <laughs> upon arguments taking place well. on the timeline. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think thankfully I just kind of realized that it's it's healthy to not get too bogged down in a yeah. lot of this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I remember I was I'm about to quote somebody who's who's actually been in the throes of a lot of this kind of um, discourse, but. I remember um, a certain pastor in the US who introduced himself and he was just like, husband of four, duh, 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 just want to make it to heaven. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like that simplicity of mind. <laughs> you can hear the theologians <laughs> raging in. <laughs> no assurance. You can feel it. You can feel the clouds gathering. No, but it's very simple. Like, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? just... Perseverance of the saints. She crossed it off the list. <laughs> wow. You can see it coming. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so sad, man. No, I'm trying to make it to heaven, man. <laughs> Allow me. But that was the simplicity of mind. And almost in that kind of... So it kind of made me see like, you know what? You can... All of this is just kind of filler. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? All of these things that people get bogged down in that kind of... His sole aim in expressing who he was, his identity, was to know and love Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and make it to glory. And then having that kind of focus enables you to just kind of say, I don't need to do this mm. type thing. Um, and again, is there's also that thing to bear in mind that you will give account for every idle word. Yeah. Wow. And that's something that we... we Delete that Twitter account <laughs> quick, in it then? Basically. Because <laughs> we, 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 we really don't think through that when we're like, when we're on the socials I and stuff like that. trash. Oh. Um, and doing these back and forth and having long paragraphs. Like, I've never been that kind of person. And, and I'm thankful that Twitter at least enabled you to like kind of break down your arguments. <laughs> just shut up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but you. now, now the fact that you could just be adding reams and reams what? and reams. Threads. What's the, what's one the out point? of 30. Um, Next one. But that's but that's something actually that we we just kind of don't bear in mind is that when we get embroiled yeah. in so many of these arguments and these clapbacking back and forth, the Lord is going to hold us to account yeah. for the things that we've said, um, and so we should bear that in mind just in terms of the way in which we're engaging with Christians, non Christians, um, on things that we disagree about, and even on things that we agree about. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. We're done. Bye. Take care. Farewell. <laughs> Farewell. You know.